So, did you know that uh, Mary's body in Silent Hill 2 is actually in the front seat, not the driver's seat, the front seat of the car in the opening? To what game? To Silent Hill 2. She is? Which is the which is the video we're doing podcast? Ah, I'm with you now. Games, yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah, we're we're so that was such a great segue. To <laughs> segue the, from podcast. nothing. <laughs> I think you <laughs> yes, mean. I think you mean intro. <laughs> Shut up! I don't use your fancy British words. This is true. I only know the language of American. And guns, and frankly, you're not speaking any. Okay, well, in in the clearest dialect of American and guns, can you tell us who we are and what we're doing? Um, uh, we are Itchy Tasty Podcast. I am joined by a British man from Britland. Indubitably. Uh huh. And uh, we are Itchy Tasty Podcast. It's always good and to say we, it twice. Uh, yeah, and we we do videos on survival horror. Um, and what that means is, you know that, like, you know that little franchise, that little shit franchise, Resident Evil? Sounds crap. Well, yeah, it's, it makes me cry. One of the games caused me to have internal bleeding RE6. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just generally speaking, Resident Evil is terrible. Yeah, we'd never talk about but it for three episodes. About, we're talking about the better franchise the insanely better franchise Spyro the dragon like at last <laughs> is that right but we're talking about silent hill 2 today my favorite silent hill and also the one i took the worst notes for i think it's Actually, a, i think it's a lot of people's favorite silent hill oh uh, yeah which well it's only really mine which is oh okay care about <laughs> i stand corrected then Oh, well, no, everyone else is, is favorite there, but, like, it doesn't really matter for them. It only matters for me. Oh, I see. That makes sense. So... I'm feeling really narcissistic today, if you can't tell. I like... You should use that. So, yeah, we've oh, previously... Yes. We've we've talked about Resident Evil. We've talked about Resident Evil 1, 2, 3. And last week, we talked about Silent Hill 1 from 1999 on the PS1. A little scary horror game set in a little spooky town. Uh, but this week we're going to be talking about its crazy big follow-up Silent Hill 2, which was too big for the PS1. Too big, I say. And so mm, it came back with... with it came back with better graphics, <laughs> a slightly taller box, if I remember correctly. That was the PS2, right? I hate your British words, man. <laughs> Indubitably. Okay, uh, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's carry on where we left off. So... The PS2 discs, they're like DVD sized, right? Uh, yes. Not the disc, so. the, the the box. Right? It's a tall box. Uh, um, yeah. I don't remember. I think they're the same size as like every video game box now, anyway. But anyway, the PS1 ones were smaller. That was my exciting point. Um, and they're like plastic, right? Wait, they were. Yeah. I, wow. Wow, such it's... great, such great content. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, what do you what do you remember of Silent Hill Two? Why do you think Silent Hill Two is considered to be the best one of the franchise by me right now? Oh, I don't know what you I don't understand what you're saying, but I'll tell you what I like about the game. Good. The storyline, the psychological horror is pretty sweet. Mm. 
the characters are pretty cool. You know, James Sunderland starts off as kind of boring. He's got a cool jacket. He does have a cool jacket. Oh, I think I, I think before we go into the story, we should mention that um, I think we should do this in an order where we we there's a, a pretty significant twist in Silent Hill Two, and I think maybe I, I think maybe we should talk about that. We should advertise when we're about to start talking about that. Do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So we because Silent Hill Two is a really amazing game that you really should experience. So we'll talk about the story up to a certain point, and then we'll give you a big old warning, and then we'll carry on because there is a pretty significant turning point later on in the game. Um, yes, it's about James's it. jacket. It gets mm-hmm. even cooler. Yeah, it gets like fur, fur in it. It gets a sick racing stripe down the side. <laughs> yes, <laughs> makes him go faster. It's, it's, <laughs> I forgot what that car part is, but you know that like one that exists. Yep, <laughs> the seat. Um, the seat. Yeah, he gets a cool yeah. seat too. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk about um, very briefly, like how this game came to be. Because my understanding is that Silent Hill Two, they started making this crazy soon after Silent Hill One. I think Konami were like. Oh my god, this is a hit. Let's just quickly make a game. Everybody, get in that room. Make a game. Make a game. Yeah. <laughs> because, I'm pretty um, sure uh, the music director dude gamer guy, Akira Yamaoka, I think. I don't know. It's it's 2.39 a.m. for me. Fantastic. So, What about the music guy? Um, I think he wrote the story or parts of like, yeah, so you are right. The music director from the first game did write the story, but apparently it was based on a dream that our boy Sato had. Um, really? Or, well, apparently, oh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's quite that. I think I know that Sato came up with the concept of the story, and I think it was then fleshed out and written by the music director. I think that's I'm the case. I'm also pretty sure it's based off of a book. Crime and Punishment, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yes which is a very long book. Think, think... That I didn't read. Neither did I. But I read Goblet of Fire, and that's also a long book. So I think we're, I think I we're re- okay. Uh, well, to be fair, I read uh, all of the Harry Potter books. Um, also, I should admit... I should admit, I did not read Goblet of Fire. But I saw the film, and I'm pretty sure it's the same as reading the book, <laughs> which is then the same as reading oh Crime and God. Punishment. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That hurt me, man. I think really I saw me. the. I think I saw the film. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I saw the trailer. Well, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, you're fine there. You basically read the whole series like twenty times. If I you did, saw yeah. The trailer for Goblet of Fire. Do you know? I saw the first Harry Potter movie in the cinema, and then I saw the sixth one in the cinema, and that <laughs> and I didn't see any of the ones in between. So I was I like, didn't see. I was I like, I saw any of them in the cinema. I, no, I think I definitely saw Goblet of Fire because I remember th- watching Goblet of Fire thinking, wow, this is the puberty one. <laughs> Everyone's got croaky voices and dumb hair. Um, oh, yeah. And that's Silent Hill 2. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter. Um, so, do you know why this game went to the PS2 specifically? Um, so, James's pants looked better than Harry's. This is true. Um, but that's not actually what I meant. What I meant was, why did it... Of that console generation, why did they pick the PS2 and not, say, the Xbox or the GameCube? Um, 
because PS2 sounded cooler. <laughs> that is true. Well, there's two things for it, really. One, it's that the uh, Silent Hill 1 was a PlayStation 1, I think, ex I think exclusive. I don't think yes. there was even a PC port. I think it was only on the, the PS1. Um, mm, Silent so, Hill 2 had a PC port and an Xbox port. It did, but initially it was a PS2 release. And mm. the reason was apparently because... Uh, uh, Team Silent weren't able to get get any information on the upcoming GameCube or uh, any testing kits for the Xbox. They were like, well, I guess we're not invited to those clubs. So they just carried on with the PS2, which is a bit weird and sad, but whatever. Well, yeah, but at least they got the port it later. They did, yeah, and it had a really good HD remaster as well, which is, oh, yes. <laughs> which which is, is loved is... by no one. Oh, I mean, I like it. <laughs> but is like I've I haven't actually played the HD remake, but I, I've oh, read, I I've heard that it kind of butchers Silent Hill two, that it changes a lot of the music and the voices are different and other things. I don't know. Um, well, the thing is with Silent Hill two is I'm pretty sure it didn't change the music, but they had the new voices that I think they dubbed over, and they have an option to change to the original voices. Okay. Now Silent Hill three doesn't have that option. Oh. Silent Hill 3 just... Ugh, ugh. What's interesting about the fact that it was on the PS2, which is the crazy powerful console at the time, it was the world changer. It had Tekken Tag Tournament and other things. We talked about last week that Silent Hill kind of defined itself on its con on its uh, hardware limitations. That um, The game is very, very foggy because ultimately it can't draw very far, and it's very, very dark for the same reason. Whereas Silent Hill 2, it could actually draw much further, but it still sticks with the foggy tone, right? But I think the fog looks better in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, the fog has... Oh, it, 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 the fog, like, shifts and animates in front of you. It's it's It looks very cool. It's subtle, it but very noticeable. Really cool. um, so let's talk about what this game's about, the story. Um, so... Last week we talked about Harry Mason's little adventure to find his daughter and it ends with Harry escaping the town uh, with a, a baby and possibly Sybil if you got the good ending. Um, the good, good ending. The good, good ending. And uh, and I think everyone's rearing to know what happened to Harry next. So here we are, Silent Hill 2. What happened to Harry? Uh... James Sunderland. James Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, so this title introduced something that would become a bit of a theme in Silent Hill, which is that the sequels are loosely connected to each other. Oh, except Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 is basically just non-existent. It, we don't count anything past 4. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, Silent Hill 2... It, it could be set before Silent Hill 1 or after Silent Hill 1. It ultimately doesn't matter. Actually, I have a little interesting anecdote about uh, when, it, when it takes place. Oh, I'm very excited mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. According to Mas... Uh, I'm going to butcher this. Masahiro, Masashi, Masahiro Ito, the events of Silent Hill 2 are set in the 1970s... Okay. 1970s or 1980s prior to the 19... 90s retconned by some future game but not team silent walls lols okay okay well those were my exact notes that's very very good um mm -hmm. so the basic premise of the game i'll set it up and then you can talk us through it 
if you want. So okay. uh, the, 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 the premise is very, very simple. James Sunderland, a cool blonde guy with a cool green jacket, um, gets a letter from his very dead wife, who's been dead for three years, telling him to come to Silent Hill and meet her, which is a bit of a spooky premise, would you agree? I mean, like, that's not the first time I've had a dead relative tell me to go somewhere. <laughs> okay, this is probably the wrong medium for you to be talking about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think I have the, the professional skills to really support you there. Yeah, that was a joke. Yeah, but whatever they tell you to do, you should do it immediately. Yeah, I was actually this. It was actually the first time. Okay, not good. The last, but it was the first time. So James arrives not in Silent Hill. He arrives kind of on the outskirts of Silent Hill, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. He he arrives in uh, Lee Gas Station of Lee. Silent Hill. <laughs> Very good. And then uh, runs along to Luca Lake. Uh, um, more or less, yeah. Yeah, to enter the town. And I think I mentioned this before, and you didn't know what I was talking about, but I stand by oh, this no, as being a real thing. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that the game starts with this unusually long running path of James running through the park or grassy area to enter the town. And it is unusually long, isn't it? It is. It like is. You, you run just with no, with no dialogue or anything. You just run and run and run and run down this long path. I do think it is pretty atmospheric, though. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the music's nice. Yeah, and yeah, the the, the Wait, ambient we music. Talk about the music. Oh, yeah, the, the the game has this amazing kind of ambience that's uh, very different to the first game. Because mm -hmm. the first game, in uh, I never really noticed it, which is good for ambience, but I still think that I don't know what I was going with that. Um, there's good ambience in both games, but Silent Hill, we're when we refer to Silent Hill, I'm referring to the original game, not the overall franchise. Uh, when I'm referring to Silent Hill 2, I call it Silent Hill 2. Wow, That's bold. FYI. So, you know, some, you know, sometimes I call it Silent Hill 3, but you know, it's only on Tuesdays. Okay, um, great. So Silent Hill 2 has very good ambience music as well. Yeah. But the thing is about Silent Hill is there's one track well there's a few tracks but there's one track that everyone points out as being like the greatest track in all of gaming history but also and i think i think i think this is also the case with each game i think each game has like one track that's the banger but i think you're yeah. right silent hill 2 has the banger like, of the whole series oh no silent hill 2 also has like the banger it has multiple bangers this one in particular though is pretty uh, this dope. one uh, I think I think it's a little it's a little unknown song called Laura's theme and if none of you guys have heard it uh go look it up yeah find it on YouTube it's amazing yes it's honest I listen to that a lot it's probably my soundtrack ever created of all time um but anyway throughout throughout the game, James meets a bunch of colourful characters. He fights some That's spooky monsters. He fights nine. He fights nine monsters in the whole game. Yes. Well, not like well, nine <laughs> That's it. Monsters. That is incorrect. <laughs> there are oh, yeah. lots of enemies in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, story? 
gameplay than music again because music is amazing okay <laughs> okay so we gotta segment this okay so yeah so james goes through the town he meets a bunch of kooky characters um do you want to talk us through the people the sort of people he meets okay so uh he meets i think it's angela angela's first yeah he meets her like at the end of that extremely long walking path well no oh no you still have to walk more oh yeah i'm i have under i've i've still underestimated how far a walk this is i mean i walked more today so humble walk brag yeah humble walk brag i took a walk today gross um actually not today but yeah you meet angela and she is uh quite a jolly soul uh-huh kind of no yeah very nice uh no the opposite she uh she's very weird at this point though isn't she she's just kind of like off i feel yeah and you already feel like you're in a silent hill game because the first character you meet you you don't get any sort of straight answer out of Uh uh-huh do you want me to do my impression i guess well I, i assume that was implied no it wasn't <laughs> you're not making a lot of sense that's good angela actually what oh i assume that was your impression that wasn't oh okay you may angela. you may begin uh uh fuck uh um uh i'm looking for my mommy Oh, yeah, she says mama, and then she's like, I mean my mother. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, honestly, guys, you know, this is for all my homies out there. Um, You can call your mom whatever you want as long as it is not incestual, because incest is mega gross. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> incest is mega gross. Great. Um, I'm sorry, sorry, my Alabama friends. Oh my god. Okay, well, there's going to be a lot I need to cut from this episode, isn't there? So, <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah. Uh, fantastic. So yeah, he, you meet Angela. She um, she seems kind of weird. Uh, James is like, hey, I'm I'm kind of lost because I've been running down this endless path for like five hours now. Uh, it's really foggy. Shut up about the path. It's really foggy, and I'm scared, and I've got a cool jacket. Uh, and she's like, go that way to Silent Hill, but watch out because it's a spooky place. I'm paraphrasing. Um, oh yeah, and also, here's a really nice subtle thing that they put in my favorite boy, uh, James Sunderland. Oh yeah. Sun- um, so Angela's saying how it's all dangerous, and my homeboy says, "I don't really care anymore." <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. You know that just summarizes, uh, like my whole view. Yeah. On Raspian. I just don't care anymore. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> well, uh, one thing by this point in the game, and this is super early in the game, um, that makes James Sunderland very different to Harry Mason is, um, I-, I think we know a lot less about James Sunderland at this point. Harry Mason seems oh, like yeah. a pretty straight up guy. It, it, really early on in the game, he kind of explains his deal to the policewoman, Sybil. He's like, my daughter, I've got to find her. Um but James is like, he's got a letter from his dead wife and he's here. But then you like you say to Angela, he's like, I don't care anymore if the town's spooky. I'm going. 
Screw you, woman! I kind of died. Screw so, you, I mean, woman! I just have met. Much of a will to live. But yet he's here. He's doing something. You know what I mean? I know that. Okay, I gotta respect my man there for that because grief is very powerful. Oh in yeah. In terms of sad. And that's what this game explores a lot of. Um, grief uh, and some other things. Uh, yeah, we can't get into because so, I want to do a spoiler alert. So correct. Yeah. Um, we do that like when the hotel part comes. In. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 get to that. Surprise! It's right now. No, it's not. Um, oh damn it. Um, but I think what I, what I was trying to get to is uh, as as James gets into the town, he meets some other characters. He meets a, a fat guy named Eddie. He meets a. Hey. <laughs> he is I a fat guy can't. named Eddie. I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fat, murderous guy named Eddie. Well, he's he's kind of a weirdo, and he's a bit aggressive. And uh, when you first meet him, he's puking up in a toilet, and there's a dead body in the other room, and he's like, he was dead when I got here. Uh, yeah, a bit weird. Um, so you get fat, and weird... And he killed the dog. Yeah, 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 which he admits to a little bit later. I don't think, that, I don't um, think that's a major spoiler. He just killed the dog. No, uh, but the point is, like, Eddie's a little bit unhinged when you meet him, so... Mm -hmm. Second character you meet, oh. a little bit weird. Um, there's also uh, a little girl that you meet that is the worst character in the whole game. She Agreed. is... This little, I think, like, eight-year-old girl is just a total brat. And that's a that's a quote. James calls her that. Yes. I'm looking up the quote right now. <laughs> yeah, where he's like... Because she, she locks you in a room and uh, he's like, open up, you dumb brat, or something. <laughs> And there's a there's a part where uh, there's a key behind a, a, a metal fence and James is like reaching to get the key and then she turns up and just kicks it out the way <laughs> and then runs off. Yeah, she's the worst. I'm up now. This is important to me. Okay, good, yeah. What have you typed in? I typed in what did James call Laura Silent Hell? <laughs> Which he calls her a lot of things. Yeah. So now I'm looking up the wiki page. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Here's the, what the wiki page says. <clears throat> Laura is rude and bratty to James Sunderland and Eddie Dombrowski? Sounds well, that, correct, that's yeah. That's a fun fact. Eddie has uh, the two people she during her, her journey through Silent Hill calling them a fart face and a gutless fatso, respectively. <laughs> Right. Um, what does James call Laura? I'm still looking it up. Oh, I didn't realize this was a full research process. This is going to take a while. Okay, I'm just going to carry on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, he meets the little brat girl, he meets Eddie, but um, then he meets the probably the most important character in the game, which is, uh, um, well, it's kind of weird. You, you come to the edge of of uh i think it's the the edge of the lake later on in the game and uh leaning up against the railing is uh james's wife mary except it's not uh -huh. she, and it's she, actually christina aguilera it's actually christina aguilera yeah yeah um no it's it's a it's a lady named maria so very similar sounding name to mary except she looks exactly like mary and has like the same voice um but mm. she's dressed all Different sexy personality. yeah she's kind of sexy and sassy and kind of uh, aggressively clingy as well 
She's like, you've got to oh, take. Yeah. She's like, you got to take me with you, James. And he's he's a little bit kind of weirded out because he's already seen some pretty spooky monsters that he's had to fight with a big stick. Um, and now he, you know, he's met this kind of creepy, very aggressive fat guy. He's met this super weird lady in the park. Um, and now he's met this woman that looks exactly like his dead wife in the town where she told him to come meet her. Um, but this woman claims to have no knowledge of Mary or his wife or anything. She's just like, I'm Maria and I'm cool and sexy. That's what she says. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she really gets to the I, point. So I had to watch a video to do this. Oh, right. What did you learn? So I'm getting to the point and I got to give a shout out to my uh, boy. Uh, I don't know what his, let me look up this guy's name. Fear Zombies. Fear Zombies. That's the channel you've landed on. Yes. And, well, actually, it's a plug. It's Anthony Gomez. Oh, that's but... nice. Thanks, Anthony. Okay. This is in the hospital, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I would say, in the second half of the game. Okay. So, Anthony, come on, man. What's going on? Why is this I... taking so long? Isn't it like a two-second cutscene? Okay. Oh, no. The thing is, I had to get to the specific part in the walkthrough. And also, Anthony is talking over. And he said about that weird boss fight, that looks like a thing. Okay, he said, open the door, Laura. Okay. 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 Okay, it's you snotty little brat. You snotty little brat. Open this damn okay. door. Was that worth yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. I think but, it was uh, worth it. Shout out, shout out to Anthony. You really, you really <laughs> took one for the team there. Yeah, he took one for the team. Little uh, did he know, posting a video in August 25th of 2009 was going to be very important for this podcast. True. Um, now, as we go through the game, there's also some spooky, weird things that happen. Like, for instance, um, you get your torch from a mannequin that's got clothes on, but these are very unusual clothes. Mm -hmm. In fact, they in might fact. be the clothes from your dead wife. Indeed. So, And they're just in the middle of this random room. Um, on a mannequin. On a mannequin. Um, on a mannequin. On a mannequin. Uh, and you get a handgun from a shopping trolley as well. Mm -hmm. Wait, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Wait, yeah, you yeah. do. Do you know that um, I, I read that that was actually um, like an in-joke from the... Um, you're going to love this. Uh, oh, yeah, this yeah. was an in-joke from the developers on how uh, l like lacking American gun laws are. So they put the gun <laughs> in a shopping cart. <laughs> There you go. Okay, that's really funny. That is uh, funny. I really appreciate that. That's the Japanese just taking swipes. Taking swipes at you. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's great. But anyway, the, the, the main thing I wanted to get towards before we go any further with the story is that um, by this point in the game, the game is heavily hinting something that wasn't evident in Silent Hill 1, um, which is that it... it it very much suggests that these other characters you're meeting are possibly experiencing something very different to what James is experiencing. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it's a lot of the stuff in this game is never confirmed. It's just heavily hinted at, but it, it hints that Silent Hill manifests itself very dependent on you. And what James is seeing, all of these monsters and stuff, isn't necessarily what 
scary Eddie or weird Angela is seeing. They th doesn't see anything. No, Which well, she should because she's a snot nosed little she's brat. She's a snot nosed little brat, yeah. And you, as the player, start to realize that, um, you know, Eddie is a bit of a crazy person and Angela seems pretty unhinged. And they're all experiencing their own Silent Hill. And James, like Harry, has been caught up in this. Because Harry, he didn't do anything wrong. He's just been caught up in it. And James mm -hmm. is now the same thing. We're the only sane one. The only one that shouldn't be here. That's stuck in this hellish place that seems to be dead set on torturing us. Very specifically and personally. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I want to mention something that uh, I thought was really cool is that um, so in the apartment buildings, you oh, yeah. find like a dead body sitting on like a, I think a chair. Oh, watching like a TV that's static -y, yeah. And the dead body is actually James's model. Oh, really? They, they just reused his model. And they, well, the thing is, like with Resident Evil, they can't really get away with it because it's not psychological horror. Hmm. But Silent Hill got away with it. So I gotta say props to being resourceful and props to making it fit, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I also mentioned that um, one thing that stands out to me with Silent Hill 2 as well is that the the other world, which we mentioned last week, this, this concept in Silent Hill that it switches from the spooky fog town with monsters to the dark, scary, hellish, rusted metal version of the world with even scarier monsters. I would say that's less prevalent in this game. The, um, mm -hmm. the, the other world and the regular world are somewhat indistinguishable. Um, I would say they're... the other world is definitely more toned down in this one. Yeah, it's less less heavy metal in this one. Mm -hmm. It's more of just a slightly grosser version of the already pretty gross regular world. Okay, except for the hotel. Uh, yeah, the hotel is crazy, but that's the end of the game, right? That's when everything starts mm -hmm. hitting the fan. Um, there's quite a few locations in this game, though, isn't there? So you start the first kind of main dungeon is the uh, the apartment building, which I always hated um, because it is so dark. It's so ridiculously dark. Yeah, I can see that. I couldn't actually. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also one of the first places where the very strange difficulty options come in because this game's got some crazy difficulty options, doesn't it? Yes, it's got your puzzles, it's got your difficulty, difficulty options. Yeah, you, you can change, you can play on like easy, medium or hard, I think, or some variation of that. But there's also like puzzle difficulty, easy, medium or hard. And the changes that makes are, I, I don't, I'm not even entirely sure what major differences that make. Do you? Um, uh, the solutions to puzzles on the puzzle solution thing is harder. Uh, the higher you go and less hard, the lower you go. That's, it... that's math. I see. So does it change like the location of clues and stuff? Uh, I think it doesn't. I just think it's harder to use those clues depending on what scale it is. You know? Oh, right. So maybe like it'll reword a clue and make it mm -hmm. slightly more clear and what you're supposed to do. the solution changes and stuff. Right. Okay. I, I think I just always set it to normal, normal and tried not to think about it. I think my first playthrough which is the one i'm basing it the most off of because i don't like basing it off of second playthroughs because ew ew 
But uh, the first playthrough, I think I set it to hard difficulty. Okay. On the normal or the combat level. Yeah. Not the, the puzzle. Puzzle normal. I was stupid, and I am stupid. And this but game caters for that. Stupid. Yes. <laughs> but I thought, oh yeah, combat will be easy for me. It wasn't. Combat's a bit weird in this game, um, because... Well, every sound now. Yeah, but the stick is pretty powerful in this game. Like, I would say for the first half of the game, I didn't really encounter any enemies that could kill me. Okay. I'm going to just... I hate this part. So you know the snot-nosed little brat part? Where she locks, you in, she locks you in the room yeah. with two people that are, like, merged with hospital beds, right? Uh-huh, which is pretty weird. <laughs> it's kind of gross, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the most, like, fundamentally interesting boss fight, because Pyramid Head. We haven't and... mentioned him, have we? Oh, we haven't. We, we should. He's, he he is kind of the star of this game. He's the nemesis of this game. Yes. Um, he's, uh, he's got a really cool introduction. I really love the way that he's introduced. Um, not in the cutscene. I'm talking about the bit before the cutscene. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. So Pyramid Head is a is a, a, a an antagonist in this game that appears multiple times throughout the game, um, and he's a big, strong looking man with. I think I don't think he's got a shirt. I think he's completely shirtless. He's completely shirtless. But he's wearing like a almost like a robe around his waist, um, mm -hmm. and uh, he's got a big pyramid on his head, a big metal pyramid that is his head. Um, yes. And he carries a big old knife, like a cloud strife, ridiculously long knife, right? And uh, yeah. and he's a bit of a jerk. Uh, mm -hmm. But the first he time... I respect the mannequins. He really doesn't, yeah. The first time you see him, though, is in the apartment building. And um, you run to the end of a corridor and there's like a, a metal bar. Some metal, like, they're not even like even, they're kind of jagged metal bars that just block you from going any further down that corridor. And he is just stood on the other side of that, just staring at you. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a great introduction. Yeah, because you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's not It's not a cutscene. The game doesn't like highlight it in any way. He's just stood there staring at you on the other side of this fence in the darkness. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really unsettling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a shame what they did pyramid head later though the, yeah this is the thing like a lot of people will probably know pyramid head more than they'll know silent hill because yeah he, he like became the poster boy yeah he became the yeah. poster boy of this franchise right mm -hmm. and you're right he appeared in Sorry. dead by daylight and he appeared in so many other things i think he was in Bomberman as well <laughs> um and it I, I know that the developers of silent hill 2 are really unhappy with this Yes, I'm unhappy with it, to be honest. Um, and it makes sense, because once you understand the, the true story of Silent Hill 2, you understand that Pyramid Head is very specific to Silent Hill 2. And um, uh, uh, Konami fucking ruined it all. Well, Konami was like, people will love this guy, we're getting him back. So he appears in multiple Silent Hill games in, a, in ways that he probably shouldn't, because he's so specific to this one. Yeah, um, which, as I said, sucks. Yeah, which is why, like, although uh, the super American ones we got later on, like Origins and Homecoming and Downpour, um, 
there is something I do praise about those, and it, it well, I praise about them except for Homecoming, is that Downpour and Origins at least had their made up a new villain. They they made up a new version of Pyramid Head instead of just using Pyramid Head. I kind of just blocked those games <laughs> out of my memory, so well, I'm agreeing with you. Well, Origins had a the Butcher, which was actually kind of similar to Pyramid Head, but didn't have a big pyramid on his head. Um, oh, gross! And Downpour had, I think he was the Executioner, and he's a he's like a he wears a big trench coat and he's got a gas mask, uh, a bit more American in design, I would say. Um, yeah, but Homecoming just used Pyramid Head. I think there was like a bunch of them in it. Um, yeah, there's only two in uh, Silent Hill, though. I think you only see two, but you're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but uh, the first so the first time we meet him is that very unsettling thing where he just stares at you from the other side of this fence. But the second time we meet him, it kind of bunks things up a notch, doesn't it, in terms I of unsettling? I don't think we can like, say what happened. No, well, I, I would say that you walk in and Pyramid Head is assaulting some of the other enemies, the, the enemies that are all legs. Some of the enemies in Silent Hill are just a pair of legs on top of another pair of legs. Yes. It's like a pair of legs that walk and then two pair of legs sticking up <laughs> like arms. Uh-huh. Um, Essentially. Yeah, and so just a, just a, I guess, two pairs of legs is what that is. Um, and you walk into a room and uh, Pyramid Head is... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good way of wording this. Um, he's accosting one of those leg <laughs> enemies uh, in a way that may be somewhat aggressively sexual i think it's the only one say phallic. yeah it's a uh, he's he's doing something nasty with them <laughs> and uh, james he's doing something not very uh pg-13 not very neighborly yes he, he's doing <laughs> something that a good neighbor would not do but it's very aggressive and scary and uh, james uh, and uh pops into a closet and <laughs> yeah. one out and then he just waits half of that is true james does <laughs> hide in a closet and watches um and then i guess he does pop one out well actually he pops about seven or eight out because he fires his gun through the wardrobe doesn't he i mean i was not wrong <laughs> you were sort of not wrong correct Which is always good. and if anyone if anyone misinterpreted what giles was saying that's on you yes yeah. Wait, don't we? Don't, don't children watch this? Well, they shouldn't. Um, well, they definitely shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he fires his gun through the, the door and then Pyramid Head is like, and wanders off. I think. I don't think you fight Pyramid Head there. You fight him very no. soon, but... Not like very, very soon, but like... There's a, there's a good, like, 20 more hours of wandering in that place. I hate the apartment so much. Honestly, um, yeah. And, and to be honest, the reason I hate it is kind of the reason it's not to the game's fault it's what the game was actually trying to do i think it tries to make the the, the apartment building into a bit of a labyrinth mm -hmm. um and i hated it because of that because i just wandered around for hours in the dark not knowing where i'm going apparently that's like where they live oh really like, that was based uh, on their apartment oh no not no i mean james and mary apparently that's where they lived um, oh is that true yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because I always got the impression that... Um, um, so I should explain. In the intro of the game, we see that um, 
we know that he that his dead wife wants him to go back to Silent Hill because she mentions it is their special place, and we see a, mm. a video of um, of them on holiday several years ago, seemingly uh, in Silent Hill. And I think she says, uh, "Promise me you'll bring me back here one day" or something. I think she says something like that. Yeah, I think the thing is you can take it that way. Like I, when I first played, I thought that they lived in like new jersey or yeah I, i've always know. interpreted that they don't live in silent hill that they visited it as a resort town mm-hmm. but i think there is a few mentions of them living in the apartment i'm not sure about this so don't take my word on it oh it's taken but oh damn <laughs> but i'm pretty sure when referring to like the special place because they stay in the hotel and i mean that can like i've stayed no, I haven't. Um, but you know, maybe you just want to, you know, go away for a weekend, but not like go far. Oh, so they're they're visiting so, a hotel in their own town. Yes, but like it's way off on the lake. Mm-hmm. Be- because I I think there is something to what you're saying because I've always interpreted that Mary is saying that the hotel is their special place, like you know well, the view the view of the like lake that and park area, the part where you run for miles. Visit. Uh, no. Oh, the park halfway through the game that I hate. Uh, I think so. <laughs> um, I don't know. But where you first meet Maria. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, should we, t- we should talk about Maria, because she's kind of weird in this game, isn't she? <laughs> she, I uh, mean, some pretty weird yeah. stuff happens to her. <laughs> um, not, I think it's in the hospital that it happens the first time. Um, but you, the hospital sequence, and like we're not going into the major spoiler bit yet. This is just things that happen in the game. Um, is that you meet Mar- Maria multiple times throughout the game, and um, uh, I think you meet her somewhere in like when you're chasing. No, you're chasing. Wait, you're with uh, Maria, and then you go into the back bowling alley with. Uh, Eddie and Laura, the, and the little Laura girl runs away into the hospital, and then Maria and you go into the hospital, and then yada yada stuff happens. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I really want to talk about that bowling scene because it's really funny. There's this one bit in it that always makes me laugh when you see uh, Eddie eating pizza. Mm-hmm. And do you remember James's line? Uh, no. Where he's like. He's like Eddie. What are you doing here? And Eddie's like, I'm just, I'm taking a break or something. And then James is like, Are you crazy? You're just gonna sit here and eat pizza? Yeah, I really enjoyed what that. What does he do? He he does that. Just does that. He sits there and eats. You pizza. gotta respect in a man. And it, what's really weird is when you reach the bowling alley with uh, Maria, uh, you gotta go in, and Maria's like, You go ahead. I hate bowling. And it's like, I. I I'm not going in there to play bowling. <laughs> you I idiot. Mean, There's monsters everywhere. Like, when bowling, when push comes to shove. Okay, what if he had to bowl against one of the monsters? Against a boss, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Okay, Konami. Konami, I know you like to make stupid IPs of Silent Hell. Make a, a bowling game. A bowling spin Silent Hell too. Yeah. Playing against you know, a You should pizza. just hire me. You win a pizza at the end. Yeah. That you get to eat with Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so 
the thing that we're getting towards with Maria is that uh, when you're in the, I think it's in the hospital first, um, the hospital sequence ends with uh, a bit of a mad dash towards an elevator door and pyramid heads chasing you and Maria's running as well and you make it, but Maria doesn't. And Maria dies. She gets stabbed by a pyramid head and she dies. And it's really sad because it's like, oh, she's the only character that's less insane than the other ones that I've met. She's the only one that I can actually have a real conversation with. Um, and she's gone. Except she's not gone. Because you meet her again multiple times throughout the game. And every time you meet her, she has no knowledge of the, the, the last time you met her when she died. And then she dies, like two minutes later and yeah it's great. oh yeah because you meet her and she's um locked in a, a like a prison cell mm -hmm. and she's and like you, when you get to her again uh she's dead she's already dead and then it happens again <laughs> i don't think it's the exact same scenario but yeah she no. dies a lot so yeah it, it seems to be an ongoing thing with maria that she keeps dying and then you meet her again and she has no knowledge of dying and James is by this point. James is just like, oh, this town is messed up. What well, is like? I'm just, I'm just rolling with it by now. Which you got to respect. Yeah. Um, interestingly, by this point in the game, you will have noticed as well that there's a lot less um, demonic imagery than there was in Silent Hill One. Oh yeah, I was about to talk about that. But yeah, so in Silent Hill 1, there's a lot more cult stuff. And by a lot more, I mean, it's basically just cult stuff. And yeah, there's I think like, there's no mentions of cults in Silent Hill 2. Maybe no, a few. No, and, and that's that's really interesting because we talked about last week how um, the game Silent Hill 1 offers multiple explanations as to why the town is like mm -hmm. this. Um, whereas the explanations in this game are completely different. So it suggests oh. that, that Silent Hill is just a messed up place. Yeah. Yeah, it just is a messed up yeah. place. But also this game sort of suggests, because each person is experiencing Silent Hill differently, um, like James is seeing it full of monsters and fog and pyramid heads and whatever, um, that it, it might not necessarily be the town that's wrong that it might be the people, these characters, that might be wrong. And James is just caught up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because James, James seems like an outstanding, an, an well, upstanding citizen. Well, he's just the only one that's, like, seemingly a normal guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, he has a drinking problem, I'm pretty sure. But besides that, he's fine. I don't think it comes but, into I mean, the gameplay. To be, fair, to be fair, his wife died. So yeah. I would have a drinking problem, too, if I this had is a true, wife. yeah. Let alone if them dying. God, they can't yeah. give me beers anymore. Yeah, that was a, that was a joke. Well, it it starts I don't to. Drink. He's drinking right now. Oh fuck! How'd you know? This is this isn't a podcast, Jazz. It's an intervention. Oh, we're all here for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I, I mean I, I remember when I was playing it. At this point in the game, I started to suspect that maybe all of the stuff was to do with James's grief. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That, like, James maybe is still grieving his dead wife, and that's what I mean, Silent Hill is tor tormenting him for. I would. I mean, three years is not a long time in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and not at all. And getting a letter hey. from your dead wife. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, damn, all these memories are coming. And it's such a nostalgic place for them, too. Totally, yeah. Um... James d jumps down a lot of holes in this game, doesn't he? 
Yeah, like, like his hand in a lot of holes. Oh yeah, you get a key out of a toilet or something that's filled with gunk. Oh, I couldn't do that. He puts his hand in a in a hole that's got loads of moths flying around it. Uh, but yeah, he just jumps down a lot of holes, some like endless looking pits. I he, mean, I gotta give him credit there. He just goes for it. <laughs> no, he has no fears. I think it happens like four times in the game. I know. Yeah. He can't be uh, stopped. Can't yeah. be bargained with. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the The rest line. of whatever that Terminator line was. Yeah. He absolutely will not stop until he jumps down another hole. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, there's some weird sound stuff in this game as well, where like you you can enter a room and there'll just be weird sound effects like glass smashing. Yeah, which I think was also part of Silent Hill 1. Yeah, they definitely go much more into it in this game. I, I, I noticed it more in this game. I think there's one oh, room yeah. in there's one room in particular, I think it's in the apartment building, where um there's just really quiet whispering. Oh god, I'm getting flashbacks. Yeah, it, it's I'm almost in like a dark room. It, it's almost like ASMR quiet whispering. You can't figure out what they're saying, but there's just this whispering in the room. And there's no explanation for it. It's just to freak you, the gamer, out. <laughs> right, okay, I'm turning on my lights, man. <laughs> Getting flashbacks. I don't want yeah. to. I remember, I remember a jump scare um, when you knock on a toilet stall. Oh, yeah. And, like, nothing happens. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> Did you knock on the toilet I, stall? <laughs> yeah, I may have accidentally knocked on my desk. Shouldn't have done that. I have a very unsturdy desk. Sounds sturdy. Um, yeah, you knock on a toilet stall and then nothing happens. And then when you walk away, it's like someone just kicks the toilet stall really hard. And it makes a really loud noise. I'm pretty sure I threw the controller into the air when that happened. I, I really wish I remembered it, man. Mm. Um, if I did, I have some story. I think there's also a thing where I think when you're walk running around in the park or just before you go to the hospital or something, I can't remember. There's a bit where you're outside, and as you're running around, your footsteps are followed by another set of footsteps. Wait, like, really? Yeah, so it sounds like there's oh, someone wow. running behind you, but there's no one there. And every time you run, every time you stop running, there's like an extra set of footsteps you hear behind you. Oh. Uh, oh super God. creepy. <laughs> Don't like that. Man. Uh, why, do, why do I have to record these late at night? <laughs> yeah, that that is very creepy. I now I'm closing my window. Um, so we're getting towards the later part of the game, and we're we're getting towards the the part where we we might need to put a little bit of a warning up. But first, you do fight uh, Eddie, don't you? You meet Eddie, and he he is completely lost it by this point. And he killed the dog. Yeah, and he admits that he killed a dog. He admits that he uh, he killed someone who used to bully him for being fat. I and mean, there's better ways to deal with that. And I think you he know, said that he and he and he shot some guy because he looked at him weird. And James is like, Eddie, you can't just shoot someone because of the way they looked at you. That's okay, my, that's my James. In his defense, I think James Sunderland had some European blood in him. Maybe. <laughs> um, and you have a fight. You you then fight uh, Eddie gun to gun um, in a meat locker. 
Um, I remember when you kill him, uh, he makes a really loud sound. Do you remember the sound he makes when you kill him? I uh, know. <laughs> when he falls over, he's like, oh! <laughs> it's really oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it sounds like it's not his voice. <laughs> it's just somebody else going, and then he falls to the ground. So, so you did it, James. Wait, you shot one. a fat guy, but he was a crazy psycho, to be fair. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think, was, was it self-defense? Yeah, because he was going to shoot him. Because he was like, you're looking at me bad too. And then he goes to shoot James. And James okay, is like, yeah. James is like, James. by this point, I've got a shotgun. And then you win the fight. Yeah. 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 I'll give James that. Cool. Um, so I think we should, we should switch over now. Because uh, this is kind of it now, isn't what? it? There's in like oh, yeah, this is the... this is the spoiler territory now. So this is the warning. There's a spoiler coming up. It's a major spoiler that's fundamental to the whole game story. Um, this is your warning. You have been warned. Mm -hmm. If you get so upset, it's James's fault. It's James's fault. No. Please. Okay. Okay, it's been fixed. Nice. I think. Good. You did it. You did the impossible. Mm -hmm. I fixed my window. Nothing shattered, though. Good. So, let's talk it out, how this goes down. So, I believe this is when you get to the hospital. Um, well, actually, it's kind of hinted at when you meet uh, Maria in the prison, and she mentions uh, that you made a videotape together, and you left it in the hotel. And she's like, I wonder if it's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the hotel has been the main goal of the game because that was your special place. That's what the letter said to meet you. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I think, room 302. Yeah. Um, so you finally make your way there and uh, you find this videotape of... Well, you, you don't even know what it is yet. And you put it in the TV. And do you want to talk us through what you see? Mm -hmm. So... Uh... I'm pretty sure you just see Mary laughing for like a few frames and then you see Mary just lying in a bed. Yeah, because she, she had a terminal illness, right? Uh -huh, a terminal illness. And, you know, James, should I be serious for this or not? <laughs> I, like, don't, I, don't, I don't like that you have to ask me that question. Because <laughs> I can, you know, I had a decent joke and I don't know if I should use it. <laughs> Why don't you tell me what happens and then tell me what the joke would have been? Well, well, no, then it doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Why don't you go ahead with the joke? You know, so uh, James walks up to that bed, you know, all swaggerly. That was the joke. Oh, my God. That's it was very, very funny. I made millions of people laugh. With that it did. My day. So Mary mm -hmm. is is coughing and spluttering on her bed as she has been mm -hmm. for many months by this point. It's a very long yeah. terminal illness. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think James was just... This is like some background information. doesn't say it in the tape. Yeah. But uh, I think James was told when this tape was recorded that she has three years to live. Yes. And James walks in there and... This is heavily implied, but I'm just going to say it's canon because, you know. And uh, he grabs a pillow off of the bed. 
And let's just say <laughs> Mary did not get to see the next day. Yeah. So this is the big reveal that James actually killed his wife. And the reasons he killed his wife are debatable. Maybe he was doing it out of mercy. I think that would be the, the, most, op the most positive option that he was, you know, putting mm -hmm. her out of her misery. But really, the game hints more towards that it was, it was for his own purposes. That he, he was just sick of it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Wait, actually, I think it's okay. I'm gonna I need to redo the tape thing because I remember now what's in the tape. Okay. So there's, it's an argument, of, um, what's her called Mary and James having, you know, and then. Yeah. I like I the thing is I feel to understand the situation you need to put yourself in both of the characters' shoes. Okay. Cuz for example, I'm thinking Mary, right? Terminal illness, you're not getting better, you're having mood changes because you're going to die. Yeah. Like you know you're going to die. Yeah. You know, this is some philosophy stuff, you know. I'm loving it. Everyone knows they're going to die. But okay. no one, everyone thinks that their life is going to be long. Raspian, do you think you're, well, yeah, Raspian, do you think your life is going to be long? I live day to day, buddy. You live day to day. <laughs> Every day's okay, on the Rasp edge. <laughs> Raspian's a special case, I guess. <laughs> but me personally, I think I'm at least going to live to a certain age, or if my window decides to fuck up again, uh, probably not tomorrow. Maybe not. Um, but but also, it's maybe. not just that she's got three years to live, but it's three years bedridden. Um, yeah. Basically, a mobile, just deteriorating. It, it's a real. Yeah. It's going to be a real heavy three years. Um, yeah, it's going to basically be shit. So based on that, you so. could argue that James was, you know, doing it out of mercy. I think it's a combination because obviously having a bedridden wife and if you're loyal, you know, well, you're not going to cheat. And well, sexual we frustration is a real thing in this game, isn't it? It's a big thing. It's a big old thing. Like the bubblehead nurses, uh, sexual frustration, the mannequin things, sexual frustration. Yeah. Pyramid uh, head being sexually aggressive towards them. That's uh -huh. him and basically seeing himself. Urges. Yeah. So the, the, the reason this twist is so significant is because um, up until this point, we've, re we've come to the conclusion that Silent Hill is torturing these other characters, but not James. James is just caught up in it. But, but, but when we see that James murdered his wife, we suddenly realize that everything James has seen is exactly for that reason. It is his own yeah. personal hell. And that's why everything mm -hmm. symbolizes and something. I've got to say something that I haven't mentioned yet because I felt like it needed to be mentioned towards the end. Okay. Because it wouldn't make sense. Go on. So, you know the letter that Mary gives you? Oh, yeah, the one that... Telling you to come to Silent Hill? The, the main mm -hmm. sake of the whole game, yeah. So, gradually, over the campaign, it disappears. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't know about it does. This. Does, does it tell you that it's doing this? But no, you just have to check. Oh, you check it in your inventory and what, like, pages go blank or something? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's cool. I never knew that. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, it symbolizes to 
the fruition that James is getting closer and closer to realizing that he murdered his wife. Yeah, because the point is that James doesn't really, he's kind of like blocked it out. He uh, he doesn't realize that he murdered his wife. It was so traumatic for him that he has seemingly forgotten it. Yeah. And the whole three years thing. He killed his wife recently. And I mentioned how the body, in the, the first thing I said in the podcast, which, you know, it kind of seems out of place here because how would the body, you know, still exist? Yeah. But in the his car... It is on the front seat. It is in the front seat. Really? The body. Yes. Wow. I'm pretty sure. And also, when you pick up the radio for the first time, you hear a, a garbled message mm-hmm. that says, James, why did you kill me? Yeah. Um, but you, you, it's too garbled to really understand it. And even the subtitles don't say it. Yeah. Um, so, that, that is... so, so there are clues throughout the game that, that, that mm-hmm. this is the, the reveal. And... Um, uh and yeah it's pretty wild and that and then the final boss is uh is mary she or maria or maria yeah she but she turns into like a gross hospital bed version of herself in her like full most deteriorated monstrous form and she's like flying around i think you're on the roof of the hotel at this point Yes, it's it's the same boss fight as the hospital one but there's not as many of them yeah which is weird uh, yeah, it's, I thought it was a pretty easy boss fight. It is um, anticlimactic, and you you kill her, and then you get one of many endings. And I can tell you that I definitely got the worst ending. I also got the worst ending. I, 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 I got the one that's called the water ending. It's in the water, I think. Yeah, which is where he drives his he drives his car over a cliff or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah, where he commits suicide. Commits suicide. Wicked, awesome. I okay, what do you after that think? One is out of those three what do you think is the canon ending because you have the one where you take home laura the one where you take home maria and the one where you kill yourself i like to think it's the one where you take home maria maria yeah i'd like to think it's that one because she's seemingly quite normal by the end of the game and james is like i'm i like i know i did really bad and i've come to terms with the facts that i killed my wife and uh and I've got a cool, sexy one now. <laughs> I mean... And that's the, the lesson. Is, kind of taking home a Silent Hill monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, She's got some so problems of her own. I think, I think it's not in water because James makes his stance on suicide very clear with... Oh, yeah, we need to talk about Angela for a bit. Oh, yeah. she uh, She has a very unhappy ending. You don't fight oh, her like feel, you do with Eddie. I feel so bad for Angela. Yeah, you, you slowly learn that Angela is... Uh, I think... You, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think her deal is that her father, uh, like, abused her and killed the mum, maybe? Uh, I think... So, if I'm right, uh, their father sexually abused her and her brother right okay and killed their mother and so very and, dark and angela killed him in self-defense yeah angela killed her father and and that's that's her thing in silent hill she's that's the demon she's facing in silent hill and she's always seeing flames yes so you meet up with angela i don't know where 
and you get to see what's in her thing and everything's on fire yeah and that's the last time you see angela as yeah. she walks into the fire and kind of gives up and commits suicide so but it's it's cool because it, it, it's the first manifestation of what other people's silent hill looks like mm -hmm. and also we i forgot to mention the part of this so um you walk into the one of the apartment rooms and angela wait yeah angela is basically contemplating her life in front of a mirror and james stops her and is like i don't believe in suicide i don't know if it's, it's that was like, dead on i forgot it yeah but so i think he made his stance very clear on suicide so i think it's the taking home laura one personally. yeah okay so laura we we learn is a little girl that befriended mary when she was in the hospital mm -hmm. um and that's why she is very nasty towards James. Because it's yeah. almost like she knows what you did. And the thing is, she gets nicer to you over the game. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure. I And I think also Mary wrote adoption signs to adopt Laura, which I thought was nice. That was you know, nice, yeah. Oh, yeah, she was like, she was going to be my mommy, yeah, and all this. And it was like, I think Mary wrote the adoption things for James. Sure, yeah. I th I feel it's just so hard to make to understand what the characters were thinking. Because mm. I think in Silent Hill you had the basic motivations. I need to find my daughter. I've got to find her. <laughs> She's probably on drugs. Yeah. 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 You know, they all have their basic motivations. But here, but the, the, this, they're so much more complex, aren't they? Uh-huh. Angela, I think, is pretty... Uh, Angela's complex enough. Yeah. Maria's complex as hell. Uh, Eddie's Eddie. Laura's Laura. But James and Mary always confuzzle me. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's, it's interesting that it keeps James's uh motivations a secret from the gamer for the most game for most of the game yeah um but yeah so that's that's the that's the main story uh we should talk about the endings because there is two there are two endings we've not mentioned well actually i think there's three um well we mentioned that the main endings but there's also uh we said last week in silent hill one that there is a ufo ending mm -hmm. where you get uh zapped by aliens and then carried on board uh, there is a UFO ending to this game as well. What happens in yeah, this one? I, um, so James does the stuff to get it, and then Harry comes down from the UFO and says, "Do the line, do the line." What's the line? I've my... got to find uh, her. <laughs> oh yeah, my daughter. I've got to find her. Yeah, he yeah. says that to James in the uh, PS1 graphics. Amazing. Mm -hmm. um and then he gets zapped up there too you know and then there's my favorite ending of the all true canon Hill. ending yes the true canon ending and it's the canon ending that explains all of silent hill every single one of the games honestly yes can be tied I, back I, to this ending i think this makes more sense go on then and so you get after a replay you can get a dog key from a dog house right and when yep. you're at the hotel there's a room near room 302 which is where you get the big plot twist yeah and you go in there and there's a dog controlling everything and not just any dog 
a Shiba Inu is yeah. stood at a control panel yeah. <laughs> with a little headset on, just kind of pulling levers and pressing buttons. Yes, and it's adorable. It's very cute. And James is like, it was you. You were controlling everything. And then the dog right. runs up and like licks his face. Oh, you know, that's in the Japanese version. Oh, is it? Yeah, only in the Japanese version. Oh, okay. And then you have one bummer ending. And I think it's called a rebirth. Rebirth. And it's where Yeah. And it's where James takes like I think Mary's ashes? I don't know. It's like a church and I don't know. It's left undecided. Okay. But I think he turns into a pyramid head in that one. I don't Oh know. wow, okay. Or is that in a different game than some I know th- I know that in Silent Hill five you can turn into a pyramid head in one ending. Oh, then I'm probably thinking of that. Maybe, yeah. But uh, but the dog ending, I think we're agreed, is the main one. Oh, yeah. My favorite um, one. If, if you are going to search up anything on YouTube for Silent Hill 2, search up Laura's theme and then search up the dog ending. Yes. Um, there's also a, a song in the credits that's just barking. <laughs> oh, yeah, there <laughs> yeah. is. It's just, and I think, I'm pretty sure as well, um, during the dog ending, it shows clips of the games, but like outtakes... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like they're in the CGI cutscenes, but the characters like trip over or something or bang their head on the boom mic and stuff. It's really strange. And I gotta, I love that because Resident Evil, you know, it's got its quirky fun times as well. Yeah. But Silent Hill and the campaign is always so serious. Especially this one. This it, one is brutally Oh, yeah. This one's dour. brutally sad. I think yeah. I cried. Yeah, it's it's mega sad this one and super serious and it touches a lot of pretty controversial subjects as we mentioned. But there is a very cute Shiba Inu that is controlling it all. Yeah, dog yeah. controlling it all. Um so before we finish, I am going to mention a couple of extra things about this game. Do you remember there was a DLC? Yes, I did not play it. Um neither did I. It's called Born from a Wish and you play as Maria. Um before she meets James and she's like in a mansion or something. Um, I haven't played it. It, it looked boring. I, I don't think it's important. I think it was maybe only on the Xbox version or something. Uh, I can, I have the HD edition, so worst case scenario, I have to use that. I actually have no idea. I've just said that. Um, but I think it's that glorious time where we do some trivia. Ooh. Are you excited? I'm excited. Um, Trivia. These get. These are in no order of interest. They're just. I wrote them as I as I found them. So don't think these are ramping up to anything. Okay. Number one. Uh, there. The layout of Silent Hill was based on uh, San Bruno in California. You know this. I knew that. Well, did. you did because I just told you. Well, no, I have to look it up. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, I'll give you that. Did you say you've got some trivia for me? Ah. Uh... Um, um, <laughs> come on, uh, 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 sh- uh, no, okay, great, good one because I already covered all my trivia. Oh, you didn't like, save it because I did the according to Masahiro Ito, the events were in 1970s or 1980s. Oh, I see. Um, to be fair, my shopping cart gun fact was going to be in trivia, but I just felt there was a good, uh, good moment for it. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, the straight jacket monster that you fight in the game, 
uh, was inspired. Oh, yeah, I hate those things. Yeah, apparently this was inspired by the art director seeing an employee at work uh, coming towards him with a hoodie uh, whilst bobbing his head listening to music. <laughs> and, oh, and, he, wow. and he was like, what the hell is that? And then they were like, that's an enemy in the game. So. All right, go. all right. I got some more trivia. Oh, if you just quickly Googled some, go then. Yes, I'm on the fan wiki oh, I'm again. I'm so excited to hear this un unvetted mm. <laughs> reading For the first the thing you can see. Booth during E3 2001, a mannequin of James and Moore on top of a wall were displayed. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you go. <laughs> okay, so uh, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, I'll give you a fact about the HD remaster collection. The one that I said is often criticised because it kind of mm -hmm. botched a lot of the audio. Um, you mentioned that there's an option to use the original voiceovers. Yes. Um, did you know that even when you select this option, the new voices are still used? <laughs> Wait, actually? Yeah. <laughs> well, then I'll lie. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun that they put that option in, but it doesn't do anything. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. I don't think you're ready for the next fact. The next fact might blow you away. Okay. Um, so where whereabouts is Silent Hill? What, what whereabouts in the in, in the world is it? Would you say? Maine. It's in Maine, in in the heartland of America. Yeah. To that, I say incorrect. <laughs> for at the very start of the game, when you're stood outside your car and you're looking out at the landscape, that is actually a picture of um, Der uh, Derwent Water Lake near Keswick in the UK. <laughs> oh, my God. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, it's been a lie again. We took it back. <laughs> we we took it from you. It's ours now. Thing. Akira Yamaoka took recordings of over 100 footsteps for the game. In making of Silent Hill 2, he states that this was to add variety and to avoid redundancy. He also claims that silence is a sound of all its own, and the footsteps were meant to contribute to the eerie lack of music. I'd be so pissed off if I was his boss, and I'd be like, where have you been all week? He's like, I'm recording footsteps still. I've got hundreds of them. And I'd be like, make the damn game. I've got one more fact for you. All right. And it's again about the HD remaster. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's not really a fact. It's kind of an on. It's kind of a, a a joke I often see, but it's something I should say. Which is at the very start of the game, you run past a sign that says Silent Hill Ranch. Um, in the HD remaster, the font is different, and it's written in Comic Sans. <laughs> okay, okay, I've got actually something to say about the Silent Hill HD remaster because I will defend it because. That is what I play most of the Silent Hill games on because I don't know how to emulate and I sold my PS2. Yeah. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can buy Silent Hill 2 for the Xbox and play it on my Xbox One. There you go. I'm so fucking smart. Um, so, yeah, the, the HD collection is great because it allowed more people to play uh, Silent Hill 2 and 3. Um, but... I, I get the impression that when they went to remaster it, a lot of the original files were lost, maybe? Oh, no. Konami just didn't give it to them. Oh, great. So so that's why so, situations like this font happened. I I, yeah, just, I don't blame it on them, honestly. But why did they go with Comic Sans? Fair, just, I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. Just, 
Um, no, just use Comic Sans. But uh, but yeah, that was Silent Hill two. Bit of a heavy one this week, but uh, but that's the game. It's hard to get around it in this game. That's that's what this game is. It's it's a it's an emotional roller coaster. And it's my favorite game of all time. Yeah, and it it definitely. I think it's a lot of people's favorite games of all time. It's definitely one of the most favored in the Silent Hill franchise. Um, I think that and one are probably the most favored. Yeah, I agree. I like one was one was the first one I played, so I think that's always got a special place for me. But two is just. I think at the time I was like, I had no idea game storylines could be this. <laughs> oh yeah, especially at two thousand and one. Yeah, I know. What a year that was. Spider Man one, possibly, maybe, maybe that was two thousand two. Donnie Darko. There you go. That's the era we were in. Yeah, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Wow. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's about it. Should we wrap it up? I uh, I mean, yeah. My name is Jars. His name is Raspian, and we're Itchy Tasty Podcast. And we'll see you see next you time. Next time, itchers. <laughs>